Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be doing a 12-team PPR mock draft from the third overall spot using Fantasy Pro's Draft Wizard. The roster positions for today's mock are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, flex kicker, defense, and six bench spots. We're going to be drafting up against the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, as well as the composite ADP from ESPN, NFL Sleeper, and RT Sports. But before we could get into this mock draft, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure they do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter please do so at notorious fntsy so without further ado let's get into this 12 team ppr mock draft from the third overall spot so the draft begins with justin jefferson followed by jamar chase so i think if you are coming into the draft from the third overall pick you should expect to get one of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or Christian McCaffrey. Sometimes McCaffrey could go number one or number two overall, and then you get one of these falling wide receivers. In this draft, both of the two receivers end up coming off the board. So for me, it's kind of a no-brainer to go with Christian McCaffrey. Now, I love Bijan Robinson. I love Tyreek Hill. I love Cooper Cup. But ultimately, at the 103, you can't really go wrong with Christian McCaffrey. He is in one of the best rushing offenses in the National Football League. Kyle Shanahan is a run game guru, and Christian McCaffrey obviously has a hundred plus target upside in this offense I think with big cock Brock Purdy under center the 49ers offense is going to be great yet again this season after McCaffrey we see Cooper Cup Austin Eckler Saquon Barkley Tyreek Hill Stefan Diggs Travis Kelsey Amon Ross St. Brown CeeDee Lamb Tony Pollard the second begins with Bijan Robinson AJ Brown Devontae Adams Pat Mahomes Jonathan Taylor Garrett Wilson Nine Inch Nicholas Chubb Derrick Henry and Jalen Waddle. So today is Tuesday. Today is the day where we figure out if Jonathan Taylor is going to be traded. There was a imposed deadline for Jonathan Taylor to get traded today by 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hopefully soon we will see Jonathan Taylor get shipped off from the Colts to some other team. If Jonathan Taylor does not get traded, I will continue to kind of scream to the mountaintops that I'm incredibly nervous that if he does not get traded, this relationship between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor is so messed up that Jonathan Taylor might not play all season so if Jonathan Taylor doesn't get traded you're gonna start seeing in the videos going forward how incredibly nervous I am I certainly wouldn't pull the trigger in the second round on Jonathan Taylor if I knew for sure he wasn't going to get traded something we've seen a lot recently in these mocks Travis Kelsey and Mahomes on the exact same team Bijan falling into the second round's hilarious now I'm not saying it's impossible because there are a lot of fantasy football players that are scared shitless to draft Bijan Robinson in the first round but I think you can consider Bijan Robinson as pick number five or six in your fantasy football draft. So getting him at pick 13, the 201, that would be a wet dream to me. So looking at the best players available right now, running back, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, and Joe Mixon. At wide receiver, Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen, Tee Higgins, and DK Metcalf. At quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, tight end, Mark Andrews, and TJ Hawkinson. So for me, this pick is a no-brainer. Right? The receivers in this range, while we already drafted McCaffrey, Olave, Smith, Allen, do we really want to take them at the 210? 
No, Josh Jacobs, though, I think has the upside to be the number one running back on the season ever since he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders, that one-year deal. I genuinely believe that he is going to get force-fed the rock yet again. He is on that one-year deal, and you know that's what teams love to do, run the guy into the dirt. They did it last year when they didn't end up giving him that fifth-year option. They gave him a bunch of targets, a bunch of carries. Now, it's the similar predicament. Now, could they eventually elect to bring Josh Jacobs back, sign him to a big deal? Maybe, but right now, I don't really think that's going to happen, and I think they are going to force the rock down this guy's throat after Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, and DK Metcalf. Definitely would have loved if we could have got one of the big three quarterbacks or Mark Andrews at the 303, but... Nothing too bad here. We end up with Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs on the team. These websites are so slow to change their pre-draft rankings. ESPN, Yahoo, NFL, Sleeper, they're all fucking sleeping at the wheel. They will not move Josh Jacobs much higher. He is going to go at the end of the second round in a lot of drafts because that's what his pre-draft ranking says. And that's how a lot of people draft their teams. So McCaffrey, Jacobs, on our team right now in the third round. While I'm a huge fan of Lamar as well as Justin Fields, the early third round feels too early. Andrew's gone, so Hawkinson is not a third round pick for me. Again, we already have two running backs, so we are going to go with a wide receiver here. Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, best available. This time, we will go with Chris Olave. Again, I have made this point very clear on the channel. I am nervous about Chris Olave because I am nervous that if Michael Thomas is able to stay healthy, that... Chris Olave, I do not believe, will able be able to reach his peak. Now, if Michael Thomas stays healthy all year, could Chris Olave be the wide receiver 12? Definitely. But will he reach that top five peak that a lot of people were getting on their knees and giving him the gawk gawk 9,000 for earlier on in the offseason? Probably not. Now, again, it's a humongous ask to say that Michael Thomas is going to stay healthy, but... You never really know. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. And I won't tell you that it is absolutely going to happen that Michael Thomas is going to miss a bunch of games after Chris Olave, Joe Mixon, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, Jameer Gibbs, the fourth opens with Amari Cooper, Lamar Jackson, A.A. Ron Jones, Brees Hall, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and J.K. Dobbins. So I'm seeing a lot more recently that Justin Fields is starting to free fall in these drafts. I'm seeing a lot of drafts where Herbert and Joe Burrow are going ahead of Justin Fields. Now, if you're playing the safety game, if you're trying to wrap a condom around your team, is Herbert and Burrow safer than Justin Fields? Probably. Right? Because inherently, when you're a rushing quarterback, you are putting yourself at a lot more risk when you scramble, right? Justin Herbert isn't going to go run out there, try to juke a defender out of his socks, and potentially get lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Same thing with Joe Shiesty, but Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, they are willing to do that. And that is where all of the upside comes from. Him potentially getting a 1,000-plus rushing yards, him getting 10-plus rushing touchdowns is what will take him over the top rope to become the quarterback one in fantasy. So again, while people are starting to panic, get their panties in a bunch, I still love Justin Fields. In the fourth round, probably not, but in the fifth round, I definitely would like to do that. And the best part about loading up on the running backs early is we get to go ham on this wide receiver range that I really like, and we get to avoid running backs that scare the ever-living shit out of me. 
Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders. Now, I love Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison, right? We are right now in a reality where Jonathan Taylor is still on the Colts, but we might live in a reality very soon where Jonathan Taylor is the lead back on the Vikings, right? We live in a scenario right now where Kenneth Walker is the lead back on Seattle, but three weeks into the season, the lead back might still be Kenneth Walker, but by a fucking inch of a margin ahead of Zach Charbonnet, Miles Sanders... He's Miles Sanders. You know, he hasn't really ever been able to do too much. He expects to be fully healthy by week one. I don't know. He's got the groin injury. The groin injuries are very scary. And while Frank Reich says Miles Sanders is going to be back catching all these passes, Miles Sanders hasn't caught passes much in his career. And to double down, Frank Reich is a notorious liar when it comes to telling us what his players are going to do. He told us last year to draft the backup running back behind Jonathan Taylor in fantasy football because he catches a lot of passes. Guess what? That didn't work at all, and he got traded to the Bills. So Frank Reich is the king of cap. He lies. So I'm not drafting Miles Sanders. I'm scared to do it in the fourth round. In, in the sixth round of best ball drafts, sure, go right ahead. But in the fourth round, the Kembe, no, no, no. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below if you've enjoyed thus far. Best receivers available, Chris Godwin, Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore, Drizzy Drake, London McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Christian Watson. Terry McLaurin, to me, is just a guy that I'm fading at this point. I don't think he's necessarily a bad pick, but the fact that his Health is up in the air with the injury. How much time is he going to miss? Just avoid that. Stay away. Talk about this in a lot of videos. The injuries are going to find you. The injuries are going to take a lock in a sock and beat you over the head with, with them. You know, that's just what happens during the season. So don't go into the season chasing injuries. We are going to go with my boy, Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore. I'm a huge fan of DJ Moore this season. I've been talking him up all offseason. DJ Moore has been a guy that has been getting rinsed by the quarterback position on his teams. He's had guys like Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, past super Cam Newton, right? Not the Cam Newton that was amazing hitting the fucking dab in the end zone right a much different version of cam newton and dj moore is finally in a situation with a quarterback that is competent so i'm ill i am all in not just in which is what i was gonna say i think i said fucking eel but i am all in on dj moore after dj moore wiki wiki we see tj hawkinson miles sanders tara mclaurin and Damian Pierce, again, we drafted two running backs early, so no need to get into this range of running back where there's a lot of grossness. Again, I like Madison. I like James Conner. I like the player, Kenneth Walker. I just worry about their situation. So here we are going to go with an absolute layup and select Justin Fields in the fifth round. We are going to get the stack of Justin Fields with DJ Moore again in your regular redraft fantasy football leagues. You don't need to be going into your draft thinking you need to stack, but I think it adds a little bit extra upside to your fantasy football team, right? DJ Moore has a huge game, so will Justin Fields. The cooler thing about Justin Fields is he's so good at running that even if DJ Moore has a kind of meh game, Justin Fields could run for 100 yards and a touchdown, right? And be able to make up for that. And again, if they connect two times in one game, then you are going to 
absolutely take a dump on the chest of your fantasy football opponent. After Justin Fields, we see Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt. His teammate, Kenneth Walker III, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, Alexander Madison, Rashad White, Drake London, Darren Waller, Javante Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Chris Godwin, George Kittle, me Timbers, Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, Dallas Goddard, and Kirko Chain. So I'm glad I went with Justin Fields because something that happens a lot in fantasy football drafts just happened, right? People don't get their quarterback. They start to panic. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is a fine pick in the sixth round. But now the person that drafted Deshaun Watson absolutely soiled their pants. There's no need to take Deshaun Watson in the sixth round. But they panicked, right? They got nervous. Oh my God, I'm not going to get the quarterback I want in the seventh round. And then they fucking panic. Now they need a massage just as much as Deshaun Watson because you don't need to panic there. You just wait. You don't want to be the asshole that takes Deshaun Watson in the sixth round, which doesn't even seem as crazy as being the asshole that takes Kirko Chains in the sixth round. Now, I like Kirk Cousins, but in the sixth round, that is just crazy. Up on the clock here, best players available at tight end are Evan Ingram, Pat Fryermuth. This is the range where all the tight ends start to feel the same, right? Andrews, Hawkinson, Goddard, Pitts, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, kind of the upper echelon tight ends are gone. Now you can poke holes in a lot of them, but those are the upper echelon guys. Then you get into the range of Ingram, Fryermuth, Nijoku, Schultz, Higby, right? One of these guys is going to be better than the others, but will it end up being by a wide margin? Is it worth drafting Ingram here in the sixth over getting, say, Higby in the tenth? To me, no. Now, could Evan Ingram end up going out there and balling out again? 100%, but in terms of speaking about value, the 6th versus the 10th round, it's just not worth it to me to reach on Evan Ingram here in the 6th round. So it's either going to be James Conner, Cam Akers, James Cook, or a wide receiver in this range. Again, we already have McCaffrey and Jacobs. So this pick, unless there's an injury to McCaffrey or Jacobs, knock on wood, will be for my flex spot. And again, it is important to have running back depth in fantasy football, and it is even more important in a league like this, right, where there isn't three receiver spots. There isn't two flex spots, right? Just two running backs, two receivers, and a flex. The running backs, to me, are more important in this type of scenario. But when you have running backs like McCaffrey, like Jacobs, right, the two guys that you could go to the end of the season and they were the RB1 and the RB2, and that shouldn't shock you. Now, maybe the people that are Josh Jacobs fucking haters, like who have been fading him for months, thinking he's not going to sign the contract, they might just now in their head be like, oh, Jacobs is going to be a bust this year, right? But anyone who's thinking coherently, right, knows that Jacobs and McCaffrey have a shot to be the top two running backs in fantasy football. So I'm going to go receiver here. Brandon, Ayuk, Christian Kirk all available. Deontay Johnson still available. Christian Kirk might be the worst pick in fantasy football right now in the fifth the sixth round there has been so many numbers that have came out from these preseason games about who is playing in the game the snap counts well when lawrence is out there in three receiver sets christian kirk's playing but in two wide receiver sets it's zay jones and calvin ridley zay jones's adp is rising at an incredible rate his Shit is moving up and up and up and up and up the draft board because people are starting to key in on Zay Jones and they're starting to get nervous on Christian Kirk. If you've noticed, Christian Kirk is starting to drip down the clock, right? Fall deeper down the board. So again, 
while I don't think Christian Kirk is going to be a big fat bust, right? He might still end up being a good player because he's on a great team and he's going to play a decent amount. But the fact that he's not in on two wide receiver sets, that definitely hurts my confidence level. In underdogs, like a fifth round pick. I'm not fucking doing that. In the seventh round, sure, maybe I can talk myself into it. But right here in the sixth round, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson, one of my favorite fantasy football players this season. I think that Deontay Johnson is criminally underrated. I think Deontay Johnson is going to finish with top 10 targets at the wide receiver position. Last year, he scored zero touchdowns. That is bound to change. This is a guy that scored at least five or more touchdowns in the three seasons prior to last year. After Deontay Johnson, we see Alvin Kamara followed by Cam Akers, Christian Kirk as well as... As Mike Evans. So we're back up on the clock here. Our team is Justin Fields, McCaffrey, Jacobs, Olave, Moore, and Deontay Johnson. So again, we're not going to be going with a quarterback here since we already have Justin Fields. We do need a tight end, but like we were talking about before, this range of tight ends, I mean, they all kind of feel the same. So I think here at this point, while we could get a guy like Michael Pittman or Jahan Dotson, I think it is fine to get an RB3 because we could start him as our flex. So James Carr, James Cook, David Montgomery, best running backs available. On this squad, we're going to go with James Cook now. I do have all three of these guys ranked in a similar range technically I do have James Conner ranked the highest but I'm gonna go with James Cook on this team I am slightly worried that Jonathan Taylor could show up there as well but if he doesn't I think James Cook is gonna be the lead back on the team I mean the beat reporters Josh Allen himself and the preseason games basically gave me full confidence in James Cook a lot of the beat reporters were giving this guy the gawk gawk 9000 the Tiana Trump special so I fully expect James Cook to have a pretty decent season do I expect him to be this top 12 running back like some people seem to be very confident in him doing no but could he finish as like the RB 18 with catching a bunch of passes I think so the only real negative to James Cook is the fact that we know uh, over Josh Allen's whole career he just doesn't really dump the ball off he's not like some check down king like Justin Herbert the pervert but maybe that will change as we realize how talented James Cook is and maybe that kind of flips the switch in Josh Allen's head and he starts dumping the ball off a little more after James Cook Jackson Smith Najigba Brandon Ayuk George Pickens James Conner Danny Dimes Michael Pittman Jr. Hollywood Brown Brandon Cooks Tua Tagovailoa Jahan Dotson David Montgomery Jordan Addison Ray DeAndre Swift AJ Dillon Antonio Gibson Cortland Sutton the 49ers defense and Rashad Master Bateman. So we're back up on the clock here. Definitely going to go receiver. We actually saw that Traylon Burks did practice yesterday. So that's really positive. I thought Traylon Burks was potentially going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season. Now, does that mean that magically now I like Traylon Burks? No, but it does make me feel a little bit more confident if I was to take him in the eighth round. This was a guy that I did really like prior to the fact that DeAndre Hopkins ended up showing up there. Prior to that, I was really talking myself into Traylon Burks, right? First round NFL draft capital. He was the first round pick that the Philadelphia Eagles sent in exchange for A.J. Brown. Obviously, the Titans look a little foolish for not wanting to sign A.J. Brown to that big deal, but... It helped the Eagles out a ton, and it's fun to watch A.J. Brown on the Eagles. Uh, again, I don't think Burks is necessarily a bad pick here, but there are other options that I definitely like more, like Gabe Davis, Zay Flowers. Normally, we go with Gabe Davis here, so I think we're going to go with Zay Flowers this time. Obviously, a rookie wide receiver, but the best part about this build is we have Olave, we have D.J. Moore, we have Deontay Johnson, so we have room for Zay Flowers to go or to grow. 
to blossom like a beautiful butterfly, right? We don't have to send them out there week one to the fucking wolves to get decapitated. No, we can have Zay Flowers chill on the bench and maybe he develops into the wide receiver one on the Baltimore Ravens ahead of Rashad, Master Bateman, and Odell Beckham Jr. After Zay Flowers, Isaiah Pacheco, the Eagles defense, Jamal with two A's Williams, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, important to note, guys, please do not draft a kicker or a defense until the last two rounds. It is absolutely crazy to, I know, right, these aren't the sexiest names, Cortland Sutton, right, A.J. Dillon, but don't take the 49ers defense ahead of these guys, right? You can 100% find a great defense to stream for week one and beyond deeper into the draft, and you can find a great kicker towards the end of the draft as well. And again, these kickers, there's going to be some kicker you've never even fucking heard of, like Cameron Dicker, the kicker for the Chargers. That's going to end up as like a top five kicker, and you can just pick him up off the waiver wire. And again, for defenses, you want to stream every single week. While there's defenses that are great, like the Cowboys, the Cowboys week one, they go up against the Giants. So maybe that'll be a decent game for them, but then they get the Jets, right? They have a tougher schedule. Whereas the Ravens week one, they go up against the Houston Texans in CJ Stroud's first ever NFL start. I would rather play the Ravens in week one than cut them when they play the Bengals and then go ahead and stream a different defense for week number two. And I will be posting videos every single week on which defenses to stream. So make sure you're subscribed and hit that like button down below so you guys can get all of those videos hit the notification bell as well and if you guys want my rankings i should have mentioned this off the rip they're available now on patreon my ppr rankings are out now the half ppr rankings should be out a little bit later it's only seven dollars and fifty cents to join and if you want to stay on patreon for the rest of the season you can do that i'll be posting my weekly rankings on there as well as answering questions so if i don't answer your question on youtube I'm going to 100% answer it on Patreon. Again, it's $7.50 per month. So we're back up on the clock, and Gabe Davis does fall back to us, so we're just going to go with him here. Again, this is a guy that completely busted all over your face last season, and I think he is going to end up playing a lot better this year. We just gave him too high of expectations, right? We were sucking this guy off to be this fifth-round pick, to be this big fucking breakout player in 2022, and it just didn't work out. Josh Allen's banged up. He doesn't play well. But I think we can get back to Gabe Davis potentially breaking out. Kind of a post-hype breakout here. Because everyone was talking about last year. Now everyone hates him. And now he's going to blow up. It's like Pitts. Everyone's sucking him off. He has a bad year. And everyone hates him. They're scared shitless to draft him in like the ninth round, right? And then he's going to end up smashing. Now he goes in the fifth in this draft. But a lot of the times he can fall super deep in drafts after Gabe Davis, Traylon Burks, Odell Beckham Jr., Juju Smith-Schuster, Corvette, Corvette, Zach Charbonnet, Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys defense, Michael Thomas, Elijah Moore, Sky with two Y's more, Khalil Herbert, Alan Lazard, Quentin Johnston, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algiers, Samaj P. Ryan, Robio Dobbs, Kadarius Tony, as well as Zay Jones. So we're back up on the clock here. And I want to get one of these running backs before the running backs start to get incredibly gross. We haven't taken Jarek McKinnon much in drafts. Now, he's a guy that I feel like you just draft him and you're probably not going to want to play him weekly. But there's a reason if you throw him into your lineup, there's reason to believe he could have that big game where he scores like 15 plus points. It seems like the Chiefs really 
really put him on ice at the beginning of the season. And then as they get closer to the playoffs, they want him at full strength. So they start easing him in deeper into the season. Again, he's not a guy I've been overwhelmingly targeting, but since I haven't drafted him much, especially in the later rounds, right? It's important to take shots on these guys deeper into drafts. And he's a guy that I definitely want to take a shot on as we get deeper into the draft after McKinnon, Rashad Penny, Jeff Wilson, Devin Two Chains, and Elijah Mitchell. So this room right now is basically on lock in terms of the tight end, right? No one wants to be the next person to draft a tight end. I know some people say, Nick, it's so unrealistic that you get Evan Ingram in the 11th round. Well, then just replace him with Dalton Schultz or Tyler Higby in your mind. We're going to go with Evan Ingram here. Obviously going to play a decent part in this Jags offense. I expect them to be really solid. Yet again, I think Evan Ingram has some pretty high upside given the amount of touchdowns they should score. And I think the second year of this Doug Peterson system is really going to help out this offense as a whole. After Evan Ingram, Jalen Warren, Raheem Mostert, Adam Thielen, Jacoby Myers, Darnell Mooney, Jamison Williams, Pat Fryermuth, Rondell Moore, Nico Collins. The 12th opens with Tyler Higby, David Njoku, Damian Harris, Tank Bigsby, Dalton Schultz, Tajay Spears, Dalton Kincaid, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, as well as Jawan Johnson. So we took Justin Fields super early. No need to draft a backup quarterback. We got Evan Ingram at a solid value, so no need to draft a backup tight end. Right now we have McCaffrey, Jacobs, James Cook, and Jerick McKinnon at running back. So that's four running backs. We have Olave, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, and Gabe Davis. That would be five receivers. So we'll draft one more receiver and one more running back before we skedaddle our way out of here. There's a lot of talks about Donta Foreman potentially getting cut by the Chicago Bears, that this guy isn't playing well. He's got an apparent shoulder injury. And there's a lot of reports being very positive about Roshan Johnson. Now, I am still in the camp that believes strongly in Khalil Herbert being the RB1. I also believe the reports that Jonathan Taylor isn't going to be a Chicago Bear. So Roshan Johnson, the number two back, this guy was the number one back in Texas prior to Bijan Robinson showing up and stealing his job. This guy's incredibly talented. If Bijan never moseyed his way, did the Billy strut into the offense of Texas, Roshan Johnson could have been a much higher NFL draft pick. This guy, he boasted a 49% missed tackle rate in 2022. This guy is downright incredible. Again, if Bijan Robinson wasn't there, people would be sucking Roshan Johnson off. And if Khalil Herbert isn't able to carry the bulk of the load, I think Roshan Johnson could mix in there and end up being a pretty solid player. While we have Justin Fields, I think it's fine to draft his running back as well as his receiver because we aren't going to be playing Roshan Johnson every week. If Roshan was a fifth round pick, right, and we draft Fields more and Roshan, that would be gross. But since Roshan is our RB number five that's chilling on our bench from the 12th round that might not even be on our team three weeks into the season I'm not too worried about that after Roshan Michael Gallup Jalen Hyatt Kendra Miller and Devin Singletary some people panic Nick all your players have by 13 blah 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 well what you need to know is that by week number 13 when your bye weeks are happening your team is going to be drastically different there's a chance that half the people on this team are not playing there's a chance that half these people on this team are not on my fantasy team. They're on waivers. They're on someone else's team. I have traded them. Or they're on the IR spot. They're injured. So don't get so self-absorbed, so absorbed 
in the bye weeks because unless you're drafting a backup quarterback or a backup tight end, that is the only time buys matter, right? You're not drafting Justin Fields and some other quarterback that's by 13. You shouldn't be drafting two quarterbacks anyways with Justin Fields in a one quarterback league, but you definitely don't want your second guy to have by 13. Same thing with tight end, right? You don't want by week number nine to come around, Evan Ingram's still healthy, and your backup tight end also be on bye in week nine, right? That would just be stupid because the majority of the time you're playing Evan Ingram anyways. I want to close this out with a wide receiver here. And we are going to go with, we haven't taken Curtis Samuel a lot. I think he's kind of interesting, but we're going to go with Marvin Mims, the potential wide receiver two in Denver. Tim Patrick out for the season. Jerry Judy going to be missing some time. Might as well take a shot on this offense, getting turned around, doing a full 180 with Sean Payton as the head coach after Marvin Mims we see Kenny Gainwell Donta Foreman Chuba Hubbard Chig Anthony Richardson Rashi Rice Jerome Fode Gus Edwards Zamir White a bunch of kickers bunch of defense the midget Deuce Vaughn bro built like Tyrion Lannister and Cole Komet so we're back up on the clock here gonna go kicker and defense gonna go with our kicker first and get Mr. I want to go Money McPherson this time again I'm not gonna argue with anyone about which kicker to take but again for defense you want to play the defense going up against a not so hot opponent week one the Ravens going up against CJ Stroud's first ever game again even if you don't think the Ravens are the best defense on earth that is a matchup you want to be targeted we get a 97 out of 100 I'm pretty sure this is the best grade we've ever gotten from fantasy pros I love this team. I love a majority of teams we draft, and typically we get like a B minus or a C plus or something. So Fantasy Pros finally not tripping, giving us a 97 out of 100. Quarterback Justin Fields, running backs are McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. Our receivers are Olave and Wiki Wiki. DJ Moore, tight end Evan Ingram, flex Deontay Johnson, bench and kicker are, not bench and kicker, defense and kicker are the Ravens and McPherson. Our bench is comprised of James, let him cook, Zay Flowers, Gabe Davis, Jarek McKinnon, Roshan Johnson, and Marvin Mims Jr. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't end up enjoying, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button. It would help me out a ton. If if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And again, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for my rankings. Link in the video description. Love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great one. And as always, good boy!